The following program has been rated NSFW, which means North, South, Feast, Wet, West. Feast? Is that really what that means? Welcome to the Nikki X Happy Hour with your hosts, Lee Vowell, Todd Bandenberg, the other guy, and Ted Hicks. (laughs) Oh, not again. Damn it, Ted. Is Ted even real? He's never here. And welcome to Bacon. Actually, I'm cooking pork chops for later. Which is like bacon, but different. Actually, I had bacon this morning. It's more chewed. And thicker. Uncured. You mean it had COVID? That's sad. I don't know. Something about uncured bacon suddenly sounds sexual. I don't have any idea why. Anyway, welcome to the MBR podcast of uh, Nikki X Happy Hour. I think I always forget to say what the show actually is. Maybe? Do I? I don't know. It's brought to you by Mutual of Omaha. <laughs> and the Greenland Ignore Society. This is actually, It's a lot of money. This is the five-hour edition, by the way. That's right. Sit back, fall asleep, do what you got to do. So uh, anyway, nothing's happened. So we haven't done the show in two weeks, and we won't do it again next week because I'll be in North Carolina stumping for Joe Biden. I think there's still a chance. So uh, you got to be happy, Rob. Your state looks like it's going uh, blue, even though the Associated Press has not yet called it. It's certainly not that close. So I'm amused. You, you're amused. <laughs> that 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 that's it. I, I I'm amused. That's that's all <laughs> I've got for it. It's <clears throat> there are still Trump's signs everywhere. Oh yeah. Um, and if you actually uh, break down the map a little bit, you'll notice that cities like Atlanta and Ag- Augusta and whatever the hell else is in the state, Macon, I suppose, uh, those are where all the blue people voted. The blue man group, the Smurfs. <laughs> that's what that's I was about to say the blue man group. That's that's where they voted. If it's not in a city, they voted for Trump. Yeah, basically. So. Yep. And isn't that's like the rest of the country? If it's funny because that that's and that's the way it's been for years and years and years, right? It's funny that people who live among people who are in a diverse area tend to vote blue. Like, you know what? Maybe we all are okay. Instead of people who randomly live in South Dakota, where there's only white people and maybe they pretend like Sioux County, South Dakota went blue, which goes to show you a lot. Right. Because there's oh, there's more than just white people there. But people where there's just white people, they, they tend to vote red because yeah, white people are generally especially uh, they can if relate not a re- to it better because when they get sunburnt, they turn red. So that, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Suddenly, I'm a fan of the Washington football team. But it's, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, if you don't realize there's any other people that exist other than white people, you tend to vote red. And to me, that's bad. That's horrible. That makes us worse as a species. I was amused when I was in Germany, where there, other than the U.S. Army people that came over, everyone's fucking white. I don't mean white, white. I mean fucking white. <laughs> and even they're more blue than, than we are. Oh, yeah. We've got a, a fairly diverse population if you, you know, wander around in a city or something. 
Oh, they're I, still trying to react to the red of the fascism, though, right? That'll that'll happen in the next three hundred years. Like that's a blue country. There you one go. Of, one of the things I, I love about the election is now you still see people with, you know, their t-shirts and stuff as like with a map of the U.S. showing the land area. It's like, oh, look how much is red. It's like, and we've talked about this before, but dirt. Well, some dirt votes, but for the most part, dirt does not vote. People hey, if vote. you look in Kentucky, some dirt got elected. Yeah, yeah, seriously. It's not about the land area. It's about the people. And as you guys have said, people concentrate in cities. That's kind of what a city is. Uh, you know, the whole concept of, you know, Trump declaring he won because when Atlanta, a lot of the counties, there were, what, 15, 20% had reported when Trump declared he had won, everybody knew that we didn't know that it was going to that it was going to be big enough for for the entire state to go for Biden, but everybody knew that those cities were going to go for Biden. So it was totally ridiculous for him to proclaim that he won. I, I love the fact that in 2016, 306 votes in the Electoral College was a landslide. For him. this year, this year, it's a fraud. It's like it's exactly the same number. And he's disputing it. And Joe Biden is up by over 5 million votes. I think it's almost 5.5 million in the popular vote. Exactly. According to Associated Press has him up 5.7 million. (laughs) 5.7. 5.7 million. That is is indeed a landslide. And I, I will say that I was saying for like the last couple of weeks that I thought Biden would get 323. He only wound up with 306. So it's kind of disappointing, but I was only wrong on three States. And he lost. I mean, so this, the, the election, as we all know, really wasn't an election that was like huge for the Democrats. They lost ground in the house and didn't, they could theoretically pick up two seats in Georgia, but that's not going to happen. One of them would be fantastic. They're not going to pick up both. They probably won't pick up either. But guess which way I'm voting in Dece- on December 14th when we're allowed to vote for that again. <laughs> Gee, I wonder. Americans. Yeah. But I mean, you think about it. Tr- this is an election, presidential election, where people just don't like Trump. And that's what he needs to come to grips with. People just don't like you because you lost, bitch, you lost Georgia. You lost yep. Arizona because mm-hmm. you're going to lose Georgia. They have, Associated Press hasn't called it, but it's done. And yeah. you lost Arizona. It's people well, don't like you in general. You suck. The only the only reason they have called George is because they're having a recount, which which he is bitching about. He's complaining about, oh, the method of the recount is like, dude, you're the one who wanted the recount. And now you're complaining that the recount's not fair is like, yeah, it's uh, people looking at every ballot and counting them by hand. Like <laughs> he won't come to. I think it's, it's less that he can't come to grips with the fact that so many people dislike him. Uh, and it's, I think it's split half between his abhorrent personal behavior, like 26 alleged sexual assaults and the fact that he's so bad for the country. It's that it's just, he's done. His policies are absolutely his, if anything, his policies are worse than he is as a person. That takes a lot. Just to throw this out. When Obama was president, every so often we would hear about Biden. I haven't heard shit about Pence in like three and a half years. Has he done anything that I just yeah. missed? Yeah, missed I mean, they've, he's trying to make him 
Trump has made him like he's a, a head of the coronavirus task force, right? <laughs> I know it sounds like a joke, but that's what he is. But they, they've tried <laughs> to put Pence forward. It's funny because I had not watched um, Vice, the movie Vice, until last night. Oh, really? And which is definitely pro pro Republican. No, I'm joking. So, but <laughs> but it, it showed. You know, you can see during the Bush administration and before that, how we came to Trump. Um, and it had Pence on there. Pence, Pence is in the movie as, as a snippet. But yeah, I mean, I think Trump has tried to push Pence forward because theoretically the vice president could be the next step in the party. Just like Biden. Biden isn't young. If he gets eight years, fantastic. Who knows what's going to happen in four years because we have uh, action and reactionary electric electoral voting people in this country because it's, it's all reaction we had a black president so we had to go trump because we couldn't oh what, what just happened we had a black black guy being president so we gotta have but, an orange one now yeah exactly so trump was awful so we've gone to biden who i like biden he's okay but he's not the the best candidate that democrats could be put forward he's just kind of the not safest but he's he's well liked by both sides least controversial yeah, and, and he knows how to. I, there are Republicans who respect him. They may not vote on his side when it comes to big votes, but they respect him. But he's also older. So at this point, Kamala could be the face of the future of the Democratic Party, which is not a bad thing. A female, you know, minority. But Biden has to do well in that first four years because, again, he's older. Worst case scenario, something happens, he gets sick, Kamala has to take over. But if he does make it eight years and he's successful, then Kamala's set up theoretically after that. So, and she's young enough to. It's funny because you know we're, we're talking about Trump and Biden. I don't remember if we talked about this on the show, but how many presidents who have been presidents are still younger than both these guys? Right, Clinton, Obama, Bush—they're mm-hmm. all younger than these guys. So, I think after whatever happens in four years from now, when Biden is running for a second term. Or whatever happens in four years, if he's running for a second term, we're going to have a massive shift because both these guys are old and we're going to have to have younger people and Republicans and Democrats take over. I think we're just going to see some kind of schematic change on both sides at this point. I, and I, think, I think we will, too. I don't think Biden will run for a second term, actually. I think he'll just say, Kamala, take take the, take the reins or take the wheel. However, he'll probably say take the reins because he's old. Um, the ship. <laughs> one of those things that's malarkey you guys are wrong but but supposedly trump is eyeing a a run again which is hilarious because uh, he'll be in jail I, yeah exactly i don't know how you can run a campaign from rikers so i mean that's why he's so desperately fighting because he's got all these not lawsuits he's got a lot of lawsuits pending he's got criminal cases pending and once you ain't in that Oval Office, those are going to start rolling in. He also has what? I remember the latest estimate was $900 million of uh, loans that are coming up, which he won't have the office of the presidency to somehow try to push away. Uh, another reason that he's, he's pushing this is they're asking for donations to, to continue to fight the, the good fight and blah, 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 because they got to pay their bills. Because this is the guy who said... He wouldn't. He would completely finance his own campaign and spent none of his own money. None. 
of his own he money. He did, however, take a lot of our money uh, for his golf trips and put it in his pocket. Yeah, which <laughs> he, he, went, he went golfing yesterday. They have this lovely rally of support, the Million Maggot. Oh, sorry, Maggot <laughs> March. No, you had so, it right the first time. Which had tens of thousands of people show up, which is a good turnout. Which is no, which is nowhere close to. It's the biggest crowd ever. I don't know if you. Yeah. (laughs) Which I've yet to see any estimates, but let's say let's be generous and say they had forty thousand people turn out. Wrong. That's fake news. Three million people. (laughs) Three million people in in a plaza that holds thirteen thousand, which actually is the capacity of the plaza where supposedly a million people were going to show up. Thirteen thousand. So well, it's next door to the the landscaping place and the dildo shop. Oh my god! Yeah, we'll we'll get to that too. So instead of going out there and greeting his, I don't know why he didn't. Maybe he drove by in a motorcade and waved to some of them. But he went golfing. And he shot that one president in the head. <laughs> I really, really odd. This guy is so so strange. On, on so many levels. He's sick. He's a sick human being. Well, he is a sick human being. He, he did have the COVID, and thanks to about $100,000 of care from us, he got over it. Good for him. <laughs> oh, by the way, you remember when I said that uh, Baron had tested negative while mom and dad had it? Apparently that was wrong. Baron had it too, but no one gave a shit, so we didn't hear anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, he had it too. Yeah, I, I, the scariest thing, we still have how many millions of voters? We have uh, 72 million people voting for Trump. Cult, uh, proves how many people, at least in this country, believe in cult leaders. We're not that far yeah. off from a third world country at this point. Yeah, people are still saying this, like, I don't know why they're po- talking about a possible lockdown, because it's just the flu. It's like, last time I saw the flu didn't kill almost a quarter of a million people. And how, how bad is it going to be when Biden takes out? I mean, he's putting together a task force who will actually probably be efficient and hopefully good. But at this point, Trump's not given him any kind of, uh, you know, intelligence as far yeah, as still anything nothing. else. So we're going to be screwed when Biden takes office because he's not getting any help from Trump. And he won't. Even even he when won't. Biden, what, next month, when we certify all these votes on December 9th or whatever it is they have to do, and Biden is the official, official winner— Mm-hmm. Then Trump's not going to. I mean, he's still he fired his secretary of defense. Like, what? He'll be playing golf. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah, that's which uh, Trump is doing everything he can to for his last little power grab, <clears throat> which is odd because when Biden comes in, all of this shit will be undone, thankfully. Uh, because obviously, if one president can fire somebody, the next one can fire them too. Uh, <clears throat> of course, the difference is. is Biden will actually have these go people go through the Senate for confirmation because that's how actual presidents, legitimate presidents do things as opposed to oh, the head of DHS who a judge just invalidated the latest DACA rules because the guy wasn't officially appointed. He didn't go through confirmation. <laughs> He's like, you are not the legitimate head of the Department of Homeland Security. You, you don't have the authority to do this under the Constitution. How sad. It just goes on and on and on with this MF. And thankfully, it will be coming to a close. I guarantee you he'll never concede. He'll yeah. just, he'll just because this is how he's going to build his base, because this is going to be another money-grubbing 
situation for him. There's talks that he may launch his own network. I, I picture he'll probably go to OAN and they'll rebrand it as Trump News or some bullshit because the infrastructure is already there and they already have all their little pet liars. So all he has to do is slap his name on it and get paid for it. And it will be much more popular because his cult will, will love it. it. It's unfathomable to me how people can follow this bullshit. And when it's like, oh, you know who'd be really good to be in charge of the task force? It's like this, this random governor of Indiana because he has so much knowledge of virology and immunology. Oh, and then I'll have a shadow task force headed up by my son-in-law who is pretty much a freaking failure at real estate. That makes perfect <laughs> sense. That's right. It's it's funny. On, on Twitter, Twitter, Karen, I don't know if this came out yesterday or Donald Trump tweeted, he won because the election was rigged. No vote watchers or observers allowed vote tabulated by a radical left privately owned company to mint this ridiculous with a bad reputation and bum equipment that couldn't even qualify for Texas, which I won by a lot. The fake and silent media and more. I don't know what that last part was, but um, yeah, I'm not sure when that was tweeted out. I'm still trying to determine probably yesterday, but a lot of people are even Fox News said, oh, that uh, Trump says for first time that Biden won. Right. Adds that he is not conceding. But I mean, he he probably missed because he's not the smartest guy in the world. He right. probably mean to say he won, but uh, but, he, but he, he has won. I'm one. not sure he's the smartest person on his own body. I think his hair <laughs> might actually have a bit more intelligence going on. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just it's just sad that we've come to this point in this country where we don't have more Republicans. We've got a few and slowly more coming out all the time, but you know, we don't have just like Mitch McConnell coming out and saying, you know what, we're going to have a change because at some point. The Republicans are going to have to be the ones to, to get Trump somewhat level-headed, which he won't, you know, neither here nor there. But he's not going to listen to Democrats. At some point, the Republicans need to come out and say, well, maybe even Mitch McConnell needs to say, well, you know see, what, that, that, uh, that Biden. Was, that was another thing that bugged the crap out of me was he kept saying, oh, the elections are all fraudulent. I'm like, well, that means McConnell didn't get reelected either, bitch. That's the so, thing, right? Yeah, That's the exactly. Thing because we saw Trump win, or sorry, Trump lose, but the Republicans did well overall. In, in fact, better, right. because it's not that the American public doesn't like Republicans all of a sudden. They just don't like Trump. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Like you said, it's a referendum on Trump. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to listen to anybody. You know he's not going to listen to anybody. If he would listen to anybody... More than a more than a handful of Republicans would have had the balls to stand up to him. Maybe you know, if he misunderstands Stormy Daniels gargling. Oh, wait, I did lose. So uh, anyway, <laughs> no, he's crazy enough. Maybe. So uh, you know the the biggest news in 2020 is the Miami Dolphins seem like they're doing. Pretty well, and and on the upswing of things, Todd. Would you would you agree? I mean, they're five, oh, yeah. five and three, right? I mean, totally. Next year they could be they could be a playoff team. This year, actually, but especially if things get expanded. But next year, they're, I mean, they're going to be well. I don't want to jinx anything, but they could be good for several years in a row. Right? I I think they will because I think they finally have uh, a good coach. 
finally. I mean, literally, they have not had a good coach since Shula left, and that's 1995. <laughs> and then they had Jimmy Johnson. It's like, yeah, screw Jimmy no. Johnson. Jimmy Johnson was his success was built on the fact that the, his the hair Vikings, stayed in one place for the entire game. The, the Vikings made a ridiculous deal and basically gave him a starting lineup for one player, and, and that was Jimmy Johnson's key to success. They like, had Nick Saban. <laughs> they did, and, and honestly, as far as, Sweeney. No, as far as as far as that goes, Saban probably. Would have been probably would have been successful. And it's hard to tell because pros and college, college are so different. Biggest problem is they have terrible ownership and they've had terrible ownership for a long time. Also, since the 90s when Jarabi passed away and they sold the team. But the, finally, the owner decided or I don't know if he decided to shut up and listen to football people or if they just got lucky. But the, however it happened, Flores has established a really good culture. Tom Flores? Tom Flores, yeah, he is back again, and <laughs> it's like for Jim his ninth as the GM <laughs> for his nineteenth Super Bowl run. Uh, <laughs> it was not a popular move when they uh, demoted Fitzmagic to the bench. Uh, they won in the first game with Tua, and not because of Tua. He had ninety-three yards passing. He, he was he was not good in the first game. Second game, he looked good. He looked good. The the their defense actually is playing really well. Um, overall, they're just gelling. They're not a great team. They might never be a great team. Hopefully, they will be. But yeah, finally, they are. They're buying into it. They're buying into the to the whole situation. So so far, so good. I'm kind of shocked that Fitzgerald stayed there. It's surprising well, that he, another team good, didn't pick him up. He's a good dude. Oh, no, not 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 up by his choice. I'm just surprising that another team didn't say, oh, we could use a starting quarterback because, you know, ours are basically dead or whatever. So or they could just whoever's playing the Seahawks that week, they could just get, you know, if it's true, because that's 450 yards right there. I mean, you know, that's guaranteed. Listen, I, I, you look at the, you could throw for 450 yards against the Seahawks. I did. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. That's it's funny that the Seahawks won that game. It's like, oh, it's the Dolphins. And they won that game, you know fairly easily and now you look back on it it's like that's a pretty damn good win yeah so i mean because the cart they the dolphins would be well if it was just nfc west teams they'd be in first place they would because be. they beat the they beat the cardinals right and they beat the mm -hmm. rams they made the rams look bad yeah. and then they haven't played whoever the other team is in the nfc west i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna beat the 49ers. I mean, because that's they're so yeah. banged up, it's ridiculous. So right. yeah. I mean it's it's good. But yeah, I'm I'm happy, happy for you that the Dolphins are are doing well because when I was when we were all growing up, the Dolphins were good every year. Um, you know, I mean if they, <laughs> And that's how long it's been. <laughs> well, if they had this that's defense the if they had this defense when Dan Marino was the quarterback, oh, yeah. they would have only lost to the 49ers in the Super Bowl by seven. So I mean <laughs> That's about the truth. Yeah, they they missed the years when they had great defense. They had horrible quarterback. You know, when they had Marino, they had no defense. It's just like, and, and and they had no running game. And that was, I honestly think, still think that was part of their downfall is they were so fast on offense. Like, oh, we can march down the field in 90 seconds. And they did frequently. But then your defense is out on the field for a long, long time. <laughs> Because there was no ball control offense, is that wears down your defense, and it doesn't help your defense to be on the field for like thirty-seven minutes every game. 
sometimes mm-hmm. 40 minutes, and they're winning most of those games. But when you get to the playoffs, playoffs, things are different, and your defense is tired because they've been playing more than anybody in the league practically at that point. And it's like, there's only so many miracles you can pull off. Well, that kind of brings me to my point because it's like the I, I watched the Marino teams and they reminded me of the Dan Fouts teams with the Chargers, right? Same sure. kind of thing. Right. And it reminds me of this year's Seahawks team. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a so. great quarterback and they have no running backs for the third week in a row, by the way. Right. They're Which gonna sucks. get smashed today. Especially if they're um, on your fantasy team. I like how they're like this is the week they're playing Damon Harrison. Like, let's let's play the run stuffer. It's like you realize the Rams want to run outside. Harrison's not going to have that big of an impact. And and you don't have any cornerbacks. Like, I'm I'm the starting cornerback. They brought yeah. me in. A 5'8 five, five, yeah. guy who runs, a, like, maybe a six-minute 40. So, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds me. So, it's it's. I probably feel like a Chargers fan did in the uh, in the 80s, 70s? 70s, I guess. I don't Both. feel old. Yeah, where it's like you're, you're, oh, yeah, no, this regular season's okay. We can beat certain teams. Can't beat the Steelers, can beat the Oilers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but we're just uh, going into the playoffs where it's just a slow death in a way because we're good, but we're going to get beat down well, by some team in the playoffs. My, my hope is that they get healthy, uh, which and typically. And a defensive coordinator. Yeah, seriously. And, and you know, and, and, I think five people. I know you didn't read it, but I think five people did read it. And that that blast loss that's on that's on Russ as much as it is on the defense. Yeah. Now, to be I, fair, because I, I edit it, everybody. So you don't edit mine. We all know that. I I, yeah. I catch my catch my typos and I curse and I curse and all that all that shit stays in there. It's it's you, as if I actually do that. And I would I because I trust your stuff so much because it's already <laughs> formatted like like a dream. You fool! Like if, if I see any red, I'm like, oh, it's mad. Nah, we'll let that one go. So it's like because uh, I I trust, but other people is not so much. But yeah, um, you're, but you're, yeah. you're, an, you're an idiot, sir. But to, but to be fair to Russ, I'm sure he felt like he had to be Superman. Well, for one thing, he usually is. But it's like because the defense just gave up chunks and chunks, like like they do every every game this year, huge chunks of yardage. I mean, it, it wasn't a rust that they fell behind seventeen nothing, just like that. No, but the, frust- the most frustrating thing about that game was not the completions that they gave up so easily. It right. was once the guy caught the ball, he ran for ten or fifteen more yards without yeah. being touched. Yeah, what the fuck a defense is that? What is that? Yeah, it's historically, it, it's it's not just historically bad for the Seahawks or Pete Carroll Seahawks. It's historically bad for the league. The worst ever. That's terrifying. Now, as far as yardage goes, as far as points, amazingly, it isn't. And, I mean, that was the whole point of Russ's, Russ's problems directly led to 17 points. How much did they lose by? Less than 17. If Russ had played clean, they win the game, despite the fact that the defense absolutely sucked. Same thing with the Cardinals game. I have a theory. Exactly the same thing with the Cardinals game. What's your theory, sir? My my, my theory is that the rest of the offense is subtly whispering, that's the quarterback. You can't touch him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. It's just going to be ugly. You know, actually, I think today will will be better because Russ won't have a game like that again. 
He won't have a game again like that for probably two or three Maybe. years. But he, he had a game like that two weeks ago. Not not that bad. Not two fumbles. That that's that was the killer. Out. The center's out. I know. Back up with Aaron Donald. I know. He'll he'll get pressured, but I don't I'm think the he'll... starting center. Okay, I'm five eight. <laughs> okay, we're in I'm trouble. A little bit over <laughs> weigh about 175 per month. Per month. Oh, that's good for a center. Yeah, I mean, I have in in no strength. Peewee. I got bit. I got center bit by leg a, a center. Bit by a spider <laughs> on Friday. Oh. Nice. So my arm is. is you do have some. You do have some swelling there. That's yeah. Like I told Pete, I was like, man, I can't play because uh, shower day. And he was like, you're you're fucking playing, which I've never <laughs> cuss like that. So I was like, so I'm going up against Aaron, Aaron Donald. I plan to have 35 holding calls against me on Sunday. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, uh, well, how yeah, how but, how would they know there was a holding call? How could they tell? He's going to drag you along. <laughs> Exactly. It's like there would be true. zero impedance. Point. He would drag actually, you along. Actually, your presence might make him faster. <laughs> like what? This guy? It'll be like a spoiler on a fast car. You'll you'll provide downforce and let him get more traction. <laughs> actually, right. would be fun to see, like I don't know, a, a a an eighth grade tackle play against Aaron Donald. Just yeah. you know, for a whole game, not just you know, just to see what happens. It'd be fun. I mean, would he would he pick him up and just hold him to his chest, you know, like like he's in like some little baby carrier as he sacks the quarterback? Are you or? saying that I'm the center immediately after the snap? Aaron Donald puts me in a Bjorn, yes, and carries me towards Russell Wilson, which he sacks. I, yeah, I'd be, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay yeah. with that. That'd be pretty I'd, cool, right? I'd be famous on Twitter. It'd be pretty awesome. It's like I'm the Bjorn center. <laughs> He's so cool. Yeah, Aaron Donald is is scary. And as some random Rams fan said, is the the Rams sack Russ more than any other team? Uh, and I believe that's true percentage wise, not just because they play him twice a, a year. So it's gonna be a tough game, but I do think they'll pull it out. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be tricky. As, as someone wrote, Russ really needs Chris Carson back there. Or and, Carlos Hyde. And again, he doesn't have him. And so, he doesn't have any cornerbacks. Yeah, it's it'll be, it'll be ugly, but I, I think the Seahawks will prevail 57 to 55. <laughs> um, I would actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see both teams in the 40s on this one. Which reminds me, I was, I was going to bring this up real fast. My favorite college football team yesterday. I don't know if you saw this score. The Michigan Wolverines? Yes. Oh, God, I'm sorry about that. Well, I don't oh, know God. what's happening there, really. Uh, um, I know what's happening there. A search committee. The opposing team against my favorite college football team had 30 first downs, oh. 606 total yards, uh, 429 yards passing, and lost <laughs> because North Carolina has – the Seahawks defense, but they have Russell Wilson as their quarter. They won 59 to 53 yesterday because Carolina had 700 and 742 total yards. 550 yards passing. Who are they playing? The Chiefs? Is no, the they Chiefs? were playing the Seahawks. <laughs> oh, well, that explains it. <laughs> God. So, yeah, it was good. Um, That's unbelievable quarterback was Sam Howell was 32 of 45 for 550 yards, six touchdowns and threw an interception. 
So he's kind of a bum. Yeah. I mean, what happened with that interception and 13 incompletions? Come on. Got to take that guy out of the game. Yeah, that's pathetic. So what else we got going on this week? We've talked, uh, we haven't talked COVID, which is, you know, clearly on its way down. Nobody, Before we get to that, while we're still doing the sports thing, I want to throw out the, the, the token baseball. Oh God, here we go. Fucking Bill this. Murphy again. All right. No. <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Did, did you see what happened to him after the season? I did not. He has, he, he said that he apologizes for his low numbers this year. He's been coasting on his God-given talent, but he's gotten too fat. So he's decided to lose weight. He's already down 32 pounds since the end of the season. And how? Okay. uh, I have no idea, but he's shaped a lot more like his dad now. And his dad was pretty damn impressive at that age. So next year, brace yourself. (laughs) My okay. dad, by the way, is Pedro Guerrero. Love you, this year, it's going to be uh, <laughs> Pedro Martinez. N- next year, he's going to. He said, "Yeah, you know what? Next year, I'll try playing." And he was pretty damn good when he wasn't trying. So if he does try, then damn. okay. So if he lost thirty-two pounds, he clearly was, and he looks at. it. It's in in three weeks, right? Yeah, he just stopped eating. A month. That's that's not healthy. To lose it probably much. isn't, but no. Jose Abreu Still. won back-to-back AL MVP awards. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are looking at me, but I think that's the case. Nobody looked. Was it last year's? I I've forgotten who last was. year's was. Um, are, yeah. are you talking about just for the White Sox, or? <laughs> no, I mean it's funny because it's like you know this guy was supposed to be uh, yeah be really good and and. In fact, he is really good. Um, yeah. Just took him. He took five years off. He didn't take five years off. He was just, he was just good and not. Yeah. Initially he was like, Oh my God, this guy is going to be beast. The beast of baseball. And it's like, and he wasn't, but now he lost a lot of weight too, by the way. Yeah. I I mean, he had to because Larissa started giving him the diet beer. Um, no. So I, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, <laughs> that was that was maybe, a good move, wasn't it? For some reason I missed. Um, yeah, well, it happened in February, so I guess we should give him a break. Um, yeah, if but, anybody well. does. Oh look, Lee why appears would, to have been frozen. Why would you? Why would you hire? <laughs> why would you make that hire though, with that baggage? Well, well they looked at who was running for president, and they were like, "Those guys are old enough. We can go with this guy." That's true. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that is that is definitely the point. We're talking about age is like, yeah, age is no longer a barrier. Like like mm-hmm. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll mm-hmm. when when Pete Carroll is finished with his contract with the Hawks, he can he can run for president. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be a young man. He gets done with his because they extended him through twenty twenty five now at this point, right? Yeah, yep, twenty twenty five. Maybe Abreu didn't win. I must have misread something. He did win the he won the MVP this year. Mike Trout won it last year. There we go. So I'm misread. But still, Jose Abreu's been really, really good. Still pretty amazing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, how much, how many people were talking about Jose Abreu this season? Because the White Sox weren't very good, which shows, I mean, if you look at Abreu's numbers, they're 
pretty phenomenal if you stretch him out over 162 games. Um, didn't he have like 70 RBI or something? I mean, if you stretch that out over... Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, so... He had uh, projected 312 for the season. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, for some reason, I, I, I'm looking at baseball reference and meant to click on Jose Abreu, and it went to Joe Abreu, and I was like, wait, Jose Abreu <laughs> played in 1942? Who the hell is Joe Abreu? Literally pretty sure he did. Nine games in, in 1942. Pretty, pretty sure Jose Abreu did play in 1942. The Cuban national team. Yeah. Actually, it would have been under Batista. Miguel Batista, who is still pitching. Um, yes, yeah, 60, 60 RBI in 60 games. So literally 162 RBI is what he had, would have had. 19 not, home runs. Not too bad. 317. Slugging was 617. 617. Total bases, 148 in 60 games. Right, wait, what? He had 148 total bases? Yep. Holy mother of God. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and yeah, an off season. He's had uh, this is turned into the Jose Abreu show, but um, he's had except for the one year he got hurt, he's had a hundred RBI every season, um, except for this season, obviously, which he would have clearly had if if he'd four hundred total bases in a regular season. That's what he would have had. That's like right, that's right on it. Yeah. Um. So well, good for him. Or, or Babe Ruth, you Babe Ruth hater. <laughs> his, uh, uh, because of the numbers this year, his 2021 projections, according to baseball reference, <laughs> are 19 home runs and 68 RBI. Because they don't may, have a projected 162 games. They, they might want to fix that. <laughs> he, he might be a little better than that. It's he might be a little better than that. Yeah. Well, they're projecting him to get hurt in July. Yeah, which, well. Probably he's only gotten hurt that one year. He's been healthy. His yeah. his uh, OPS uh, this year was nine eighty seven. That, that is the most elite. That is the most inane stat. Yeah, it is. I agree. Because, I'm sorry. On base percentage and slugging percentage were there to begin with, and ju- look, we can add them together. What's the point in adding those together? It's kind of like wow. yeah, we're we're going to create this new stat. We're going to call it. Walkouts. We're going to combine the putouts and walks of. Uh, <laughs> what, why? Well, oh, yeah. oh, I like OPS because it is a quick snapshot. Is like, how good is this person? Someone has an OPS of six compared to a guy who has an OPS of nine hundred. It, it, it at least tells you something. Okay, they must get on base some, and they must have some power. I mean, you, you, we don't know what the, you know, it, it could be. But he Wait, never box. scores a run. He gets he he hits a thousand well, for the season. He he gets triples every time. So he's got a slugging percentage of three thousand. But no one ever knocks him in. Nor does he ever knock anyone which, in. So he's useless. But if no one knocks him in, that's not on him at all. Uh, no, it's not. I didn't say it was on him. Which was which I, is why which is why if you're going to get rid of a stat, it should be runs and RBIs. So. So dependent on the team. Yeah, runs are runs are skewed. I mean, if well, you're Ricky Henderson, Ricky Henderson's going to score runs, but if he's on a really good hitting team, yeah. his, his numbers are going to be inflated. Whereas if he, he plays, he's going to score 100, 142 times. 
Yeah. And I'm kidding, of course. I'm the batter after all that. If Derek Jeter played for Milwaukee, he would have been retired in 98. Yeah, probably. Which, yeah, I'm not a, never have been a big fan of of, of Jeter. As well, you should not be. Because of the, the, the God status that he holds, which is like, he was a really good player. But who should have stayed at short and who should have moved to third? Jeter's the one who should have moved. Yeah. And the only reason they didn't move him is because he was not as good a hitter as the guy that they moved to third. It's like A-Rod was a better shortstop. Clearly a better defensive shortstop. But, you know, <clears throat> not knocking the guy. He did get a lot of hits. But, yeah, if he'd been in Milwaukee, he would have been. He wouldn't have he gotten as many hits because he, he was the one on the lineup that you most wanted to pitch to because everyone else could beat the crap out of the ball. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I mean, but that's 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 kind of not his fault. He just was surrounded by great players. I said nothing about it being his fault. I clearly said you clearly said that if he had played with Del Murphy and uh, (laughs) the other the other Mormon, Wally Joyner. I don't don't know what it is. Ever since you went to Georgia, you've become more and more. Can we? Could there be an all Mormon team or something? We should find out if there could be an all Mormon team. That would be fun. Yeah, Steve Young will pitch. (laughs) <laughs> great 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 grandson of Brigham Young um here's a, a line I think so I think yeah fifth fifth grandson um yeah that's that's a good question next week uh, or two weeks from now we'll don't have a show next week we should come sure. up with an, an all Mormon team an the all Mormon team Jewish team and the the all all Jewish team is really easy because we know who's pitching uh Sid Finch Satchel Page <laughs> Little known, little known convert. That's right. he, he, he converted to Judaism when he started pitching at the age of 52. Page Weissman. <laughs> Rob, Rob, Rob is clearly reading something and he's about Page being Jewish. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking up <laughs> Mormon baseball players. Oh, there we go. Hey. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this list going, really? No. And Joyner, that's it. By the way, Ted, this is called pre-pro, and Rob is on it two weeks ahead of time. Think about that. That's right. Who else is on the list? Okay, you ready for this? This is a substantial list. Oh, we can. <clears throat> Alan Ashby, John Buck, Ron Castleton, Gary Cooper, Bobby Crosby, Dennis Eckersley, Jacoby Ellsbury, Jim Gott, Jeremy Guthrie, Roy Halliday, Bryce Harper, oh, Bruce Hurst, Kale and Dane Yorg, along with Garth. <laughs> I think we know, actually. Wally Joyner, Jeff Kent, Harmon Killebrew, Vance Law, Vern Law, Matt Lindstrom, Brandon Lyon, Jack Morris, some guy named Dale Murphy, uh, Corey Snyder, Clyde Wright, Jared Wright. Corey Snyder from Age. Slipknot? Dude, what? <laughs> Who knew? Slipknot? What? <laughs> so it appears he actually could have quite a good team. That relief staff is killer. Holy crap. Wow, there's a Danny Ainge who played baseball and basketball. Oh, I forgot a Danny Ainge. Same, 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 same Danny Ainge. Actually, I know it's the same Danny Ainge. I saw uh, Danny Ainge play in college because BYU yeah. played Tennessee in the Vol Classic or whatever they had. He was good. They had um, crap. It was Danny Ainge who was on that BYU team, and they had somebody else who was really good. I can't remember who it was. But they both went on to play pros and were I, pretty good. I still love the the comment from Bill James in the baseball abstract of I can't remember which year it was, but was talking about Danny Ainge as a baseball player because you know when he was with the Jays, 
his line. And he usually he would have a fairly, I mean, some players, he would have like a full page. For Danny Ainge, he wrote two words, dribble, dribble. <laughs> <laughs> Which turned out to be completely accurate. <laughs> I don't, uh, Bryce Harper's from Utah, right? But I, I don't know. Are they just assuming he's Mormon? Because he's from Utah? I am going by Wikipedia, so who the hell knows? Ooh. Oh, I edited that last night in pre-pro. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Ted Hicks is a basketball player. And he's Mormon. Well, it's obvious, isn't he? He's, I would have thought so. He's the angel. Hicksoni. Wow, the list for hockey players is just nowhere near as big. <laughs> There's no Mormons in Canada. Well, uh, I'm, I'm looking at Utah going, yeah, there's lots, so many skating rinks, uh, ice skating rinks in, in Utah. They, they drove them out or they murdered them with COVID. That's right. There used to be a lot of hockey players in, in Utah when it was called Deseret. And then they rid those people. <laughs> they changed the name to Utah. That's the history of Utah right here. <laughs> in a nut shell. Yes. In a nutshell. Man, there was something else I was going to bring up. Code, COVID-19. Did we COVID. want to talk about that? <clears throat> yeah, COVID. <clears throat> well, according to the New York Times, fake news, <clears throat> over the past 14 days, cases are up 80% in the country. So it's, yeah. it's plateaued. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's perfectly fine. There's no problems. Deaths have gone up 38%. That's nice. 40 hospitalizations have gone up 43%. So thankfully, uh, President Trump's uh, amazing ta task force that he launched in January when he knew and told the reporter that this was dangerous stuff, uh, that it was airborne, that it's not just like the flu. It's, it's, it's worse than the more strenuous flus, whatever the fuck that means. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, good job. Good job, buddy. Uh, in, in slightly terrifying news, because again, it's not just the deaths, it's long-term effects. And a study has shown that one in five cases, and it's just one study, but one in five cases is still ha dealing with, uh, cognitive issues months after they have allegedly recovered. I must have had COVID for the last 50 years then. Yeah, I'm serious, right? So yeah, that's that's kind of fun because obviously this is so new we don't know what the, if there are any long term effects or not, and apparently there may be some long term effects. Uh, so yeah, really fun stuff that uh, it isn't just that the death is still death rate. To, last I saw is down to like four <clears throat> percent, which again is terrifyingly high because uh, for those people who ignorantly i would say stupidly but i'll just say ignorantly think this oh it's just the flu h1n1 which is particularly violent bad flu with a fairly high fatality rate was two tenths of one percent four percent is a lot more than two tenths of one percent a lot worse so for the love of god stop saying it's just the flu okay <laughs> it, it is a little bit worse than just the flu we're, cl we're close to a quarter of a million deaths <clears throat> and obviously that's going to go up quite a bit. Obviously since last month. Yeah, 159,000 new cases yesterday. That's kind of high. And that's just from that uh, MAGA march yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah, won't that be fun? Uh, my county is, uh, which I've 
just sent an, an application to continue to work from home. I, at, yesterday, the positivity rate, 10% in Palm Beach County. Well, you did that for your work you sent in the application or to the county? That was to work, right? To work. Okay. I thought, I maybe, I thought maybe the government had something. They, they no, no. Okay. That, which wouldn't be kind of surprising, right, at this point. But yeah, 10% right. of the people who were tested yesterday uh, were reported as, or 10% of the test results that came in, clearly they, didn't, they weren't tested and got the results because that doesn't happen <clears throat> because we can't have nice things. Yeah, 10% positivity rate. That's a little high considering you should have be open and be carrying on with everything as if it's normal when it's under 5%. And because we have a, a Trump wannabe running the state, uh, governor De death sentence, as they call him, DeSantis, uh, yeah, idiot has opened everything up. Oh, let's have a party. Everything's cool. It's like, gee, what could happen? Oh, maybe we'll spread it even more. So, yeah, fun. Really fun times with COVID. So not the, we haven't exactly done the best we could, we could do with this as a country, clearly. Uh, so it's, it's hopeful when Biden actually names immunologists and doctors to the task force instead of his mutant son-in-law and some idiot governor from <laughs> Indiana. <sighs> yeah, but do you think we'll see, you think we'll see either of you think we'll see any changes and, January once he you think we'll see any kind of shutdown or anything like that I mean what difference it'll make a difference I have hopes for that but what difference practically do you see happening yeah I don't know if he'll go for a lockdown I mean that's one of his advisors has has said and people are so resistant it's like ah, oh, we can't do that and we're living in fear and it's like with a quarter of a million people dead you ought to be living in fear don't you think don't you think that's something to be fucking scared about? They're like, holy shit, what is wrong with you, these people? Like, oh, it's going to ruin the economy. Well, <clears throat> let's see. If you spent a $5 billion. Just saying. Yeah, if we had a $5 billion aid package and it actually went to the people it should go to instead of cruise lines and airlines and random pockets that will never be known because it, there's no transparency in where that money goes. Hmm. We probably could afford to shut down. Call out the National Guard. Have them go to the grocery stores. They're the delivery chain. You know, there are so many things you could do in a shutdown that would still protect people's jobs, protect people's income, and none, basically none of it was done. You know, people just ask, like, oh, they shut it down. Everyone's going to lose their jobs. It's like, dude, <laughs> Clearly, the Republicans, they'll start carrying and, and towards the end of January about all of a sudden the deficit will be a problem. Like, oh, all of a sudden they'll turn back into the, the fiscal conservatives that they used to be because magically something will have changed. So I think a lot of things will change. Maybe the Pfizer's vaccine will, will pan out. You know, again, since we were last on back in 2007, Pfizer, their early announcement on their vaccine was a 90% success rate, which is tremendous. Uh, but it's very early in that process. We don't know that that's because the trial hasn't been repeated. That's how science actually works is you test the results and you do it again to see if you were right. So hopefully that pans out. That would be terrific. A 90% success rate is phenomenally high for something like this. 
that would be awesome, but we'll see if that's accurate. And again, one of the few things we were talking about Pence earlier, one of the few things that Pence actually did is he said, oh, look at Operation Warp Speed. Look at what's happened. We've got a vaccine. With yeah, Pfizer wasn't part of Operation Warp Speed. So shut the fuck up, moron. Your little <laughs> team didn't come up with the vaccine. Well, they might. Credit for it either way. I, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, the cast of all Star Trek episodes have pretty much all tweeted, look, asshole, Operation Warp Speed had nothing to do with this. We know Warp Speed and you're not fucking part of it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they're all Canadians, though. They're so all the yeah, cast of Star Trek. So. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not knocking Operation Warp Speed in in any way, but for Pence to say, oh, for taking credit for for uh, this breakthrough, which hopefully it is a breakthrough, <laughs> totally wrong because they weren't part of it. They'd already been working on it, and, and by all means, Google the the team that that's worked on this. It's a a, a husband and wife team who are basically the ones who came up with, obviously there's a big team working with them, but they spearheaded, they, they run the company that created this. They're immigrants from Turkey who live in Germany. So they're people of color. Oh no. Oh my God. Not, not How awful is that? Not if they moved to Germany. They're, oh. they're white now. So <laughs> they're honorarily white. Yeah. <laughs> Un unbelievable. Well, I hate to end the show on the, sad note but things will get better um you things know will get once, better once once we either have a vaccine and or biden becomes president things will things will improve by this time next year things will be better have to be right so anyway you guys have any final words i've almost figured out the 24-man roster of our old mormon baseball <laughs> <laughs> go hawks that's right go hawks yeah, next week or two weeks from now, tune in and we have the all Jewish baseball team. So, Gary? Got to make another list. Yeah. Right. Who, but we have to have the seven game series. Who wins between the Mormons? I don't and know, the, man. And, and the Uden. If I'm a Mormon, if I'm, if I'm the manager of the Mormon team, I'm throwing my starter out there for like two innings. And then <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> So, well, right. Shaq Morris was Mormon, right? So, yeah. yeah, I'm putting Roy Halladay above him, though. What? What? He's yeah. he's not well. He's clearly not well. He's Rob's dead. 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 Of course, he's not well. Yeah, I'm not talking about Roy Halladay. Yeah, whatever. 